This is The Journey is Real, and I'm CJ Peterson, where we talk to real people with real passions to share a real portion of their heart. Today, my guest is Ashley Connor. Ashley Connor is a children's ministry, um, head of children's ministry, actually, for Summit Heights Fellowship. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much. I know your time is valuable, so we appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Um, like I said, you are the children's minister, kind of head of children's ministry for Summit Heights Church. How long have you been in children's ministry? It's been um, around 16 years, and that wow. I, I know, a long time. <laughs> it doesn't seem that long, but um, 16 years ago, we just came out and um, came out to the Holly Lake area to um, help somebody out, and then one thing led to another, and so 16 years, and this is how long we've been in here. So. <laughs> gotcha. Um, Summit Heights Fellowship is located in Hawkins, Texas. And so I want to let other people know that who are listening. Um, how did your journey start? Because I read a post on Facebook that said it started with like three kids in a house. So <laughs> kind of take us back there and kind of slowly walk us through it. And Okay, so um, I, at the time that all of this kind of came around, Jake and I had um, just gotten married. I was um, in school and um, going in college, going to get my degree in um, education. Um, and I was also working at like a preschool. Um, and so juggling, just getting married, doing preschool, um, trying to finish um, a college degree. I knew that kids were um, my passion from the time I was really, really young and hadn't really, um, nailed down what exactly that was going to look like. Was that just that I was going to be a mom or was I going to have a career with kids and mm -hmm. I really thought teaching um, probably more than anything was just kind of the avenue that if you, if you like kids, you go teach. Um, and so, um, that's what I was pursuing my degree in. We were both very active, um, in a church in Longview, um, that I served at their children's ministry and, um, Jake would come in sometimes, but he had, he had only been saved for maybe, um, a year and was really growing and, um, I don't people, a lot of people saw potential in him and a calling and stuff like that. And so, um, my youth pastor that I had grown up with from the time that, um, I was in youth ministry, he now was not in youth ministry and was doing like traveling, um, evangelism type stuff. And, um, one day he was having a conversation with some people from Holly Lake in a um, golf course and they were talking about how um, the Holly Lake Hawkins community really needed um, more of a, a church that wasn't so traditional and um, that they felt like there was a real need to really reach the unchurched. And so anyways, they had conversations and um, we, I always went over to his house. We hung out with them all the time. And so he was saying, you know, that he was going to go over there and talk to some of these families or whatever. And a couple of them had some kids, and would I go over there and basically fix it? And so, um, <laughs> you know, sure, Jake was um, really interested just because um, he was really interested in how ministry worked, and he was all about, you know, sharing the gospel with people and that kind of stuff. So um, we went over there, and um, I took three kiddos in the back, and, um, you know, I had object lessons for him and we did all kinds of stuff. It was like a four hour meeting. And um, at the time I had, um, I believe the kids were roughly like a four year old, a seven year old and like a one year old. 
And so th those were the kids that night. Um, by the time we left, um, there was a plan to launch church. Um, and it went really fast after that. Um, I, I was very much um, set on, I, I really loved our church and I had a passion for our church. I'm a very loyal person. And so I really had a hard time thinking about leaving um, the place that I had always grown up in and the people that I loved. And I mean, all of that, we, we were young and had no money and um, it was just like, what in the world? And so really big step. <laughs> that was a really big step. And so um, we started um, the church started and I'm horrible at dates just so everyone knows. So this probably don't need to be fact checked. <laughs> um, my guess was right around the 2000, Four, it was either 2003 or 2004 in March. We had our first um, church meeting. It was actually in Holly Lake at one of their um, buildings, and it was just a rent thing. And so those three kids are who we started with. Um, anyways, and so that's that's really how it started. We, for the longest time, years, drove from Longview to Holly Lake. Um, you know, early on, it was just a, um, everybody just doing what they felt called to do. It was fun. It was exciting. You got to see, um, new people come and you just really start to see the church really start to gel and form and, and the momentum. Um, but at the same time, there were absolutely no funds. Um, so everything was done with no, no budget, no, um, yeah, it was very challenging. And you guys didn't even have the funds to go in because you were just married and just starting. And, and um, yeah, I mean, we had no building, we had no um, resources. It was it was very challenging. Everything that um, we used, eventually, I remember getting like a closet in this in the Holly Hall that we used that had like a rubber made um, <laughs> like oh. little thing and that was like children's ministry in a box and um, <laughs> yeah I mean I, I was very very young had never done anything like that before um and so yeah I mean basically from the ground up I didn't at that time that I mean you, you had the internet but it wasn't like it is today and so almost everything was from scratch I mean we couldn't afford to pay for curriculum or anything like that so everything so Take us fast forward up into where you guys are in the building you're currently in and, you know, how it is morphed from the three children to. Yeah. So there's been a lot of steps. Um, you know, um, we started with um, two buildings at Holly Lake and then the children outgrew that and the building that the children were originally in just became the nursery kind of preschool area. And then the older kids moved up to um, the hall, which was just another long shot um, building. I mean, we were in a gated community um, and super thankful for them to let us use that. But obviously that had um, its restrictions too. Nothing says come to church like a gate that says, you know, yeah. <laughs> So there were definitely challenges along the way. Um, we were there again. I'm I'm not good at the numbers, but I, I probably around two and a half years, and um, 
it just, it was time we were growing the um, wear and tear um, and the challenges of getting people in and wanting to reach people who weren't just in Holly Lake and not have people to sign in on list and all, all of those things that were challenges for us. And so then we moved locations to um, Hawkins Auditorium um, is where the big church was, the Hawkins ISD. The, um, so the adults were in the auditorium and I had um, three classrooms that were obviously high school classrooms that were used for kids during the week. And um, so, yeah, we had a nursery with like regular desk and, you know, I mean, it's geared for some maneuvered little ones around desks. 17, 18 year olds. And so, you know, changing tables were three desks put together with a mat on top. And it, it just, it had its challenges, but it was awesome. And we, again, we're super, super grateful. It definitely took away the um, having to call in to, to come. Um, we, we were able to add a lot of people to that. There was still a lot of setup. We had a trailer that had to be brought in. Um, roughly, it took two and a half hours sometimes more just to get set up for a Sunday morning. Goodness. That, that was a big challenge. And um, once we, we outgrew the three classrooms and then we moved, um, the older kids moved into the library. Um, and so it, it's just always been, um, from the beginning, it was always, there were always challenges. And so you always had to think outside of the box. You always had to be creative with funds. You always, um, we, we never really reached the church people. We always reached the unchurched. So there were, you never made assumptions about people knowing anything. And so it, it was very different from what I grew up in. Um, church that I came from, most of those kids um, grew up in homes where they you know, have stories all the way through and had a name of a Bible character and I go, oh, yeah, I knew that. They came in with their Bibles. I mean, it, it was just very, very different. And so a lot of the things that most churches did, um, we didn't have the building to do that. I mean, we couldn't run a VBS um, in the middle of the week because we had no building to run in the middle of the week. You know, I mean, it's just a, so um, we just had to get really creative. So then we were, if I remember right, we were at the school for around two years. And then um, we moved to the location that we are at now, which was a hardware store. And um, it was just a big open building. We had very, very, again, still did not have much money. Um, but so we're where is it located at now? in Hawkins on 2869. It's not in the city of Hawkins. It's actually closer to Holly Lake Ranch, um, mm -hmm. which um, if you could have two polar opposite communities, they're pretty polar opposite. <laughs> Hawkins is um, for the most part, a very um, poor community, a community that um, is just hard, you know, blue collar workers. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a small, small town, whereas Holly Lake Ranch is retired people, a lot of them from the Metroplex, um, a lot of them have had successful careers, and so it's just two totally different communities, but it has meshed really well for us, and so that, um, it's actually, the church is actually closer to Holly Lake than it is to Hawkins, so we have a Hawkins address, and so we got this hardware store, and um, literally probably had enough to buy the hardware store. It wasn't a whole lot of funds to like come in and renovate it. So um, the people of the church um, 
renovated and some some knowing what they are doing and some not and we <laughs> which poses its own challenges <laughs> you know, we have walls and rooms um and so at the time that that was renovated the building was just a big open metal building and um, we were able to create a four-year area a sanctuary and um, a, a very small kids area it had a small um, little auditorium where kindergarten through fifth were and then we had two preschool classes and so basically the nursery to two-year-olds were in one class and the three to five-year-olds were in another and um, we've done two renovations since then one added on what we call the generations auditorium which is um, a larger auditorium but still smaller than our main sanctuary auditorium that has small group rooms cut out in it and so for um for the time being at that time it was going to be youth using that on wednesday nights and students using i mean and children using it on sunday mornings it gets used for so much stuff i can't even keep up with how much that is by <laughs> used um area in the building um with the stage um you, know, you can run a full band in there it has um concrete floors there's no um you know permanent seating so it can all be moved around you have um, small group cutout rooms so if you need to break up it's easy to do that and and then the next phase that we did added um, a large back hallway which um, put in all what we call the A rooms, and those are the adult small group rooms. Mm -hmm. And so that um, has, you know, small groups meeting, prayer teams meeting, Bible studies meeting, I mean, all kinds of different um, ways that those rooms are used. Mm -hmm. um, our offices have, we added on a new office for the senior pastor, and we've just, we've had some renovation, renovated the parking lot in the back. It's just been a gradual, um, renovation process at any time I mean like if you look at it now you just think how, how did we come from and like we're still not lo a loaded church because we're not really reaching um a demographic of people who have a lot of funds but yet we've to be able to meet budget continue to be able to improve our facilities and provide ministries that are really reaching our community so it's been it's been a very neat process to be a part of um, and just be in awe of really what, what God has done because there's no explanation for just the average Joes of us that are on staff that, um, that any of that could have happened. Okay, so you started off in the back room with three kids. What does your children's ministry look like now? Um, I know it's the polar opposite effect, but you know, explain to you know, those who are listening what it looks like now. It, you know, over the years it's had, it's, it's influxes and you, you we've seen a rise in numbers in certain areas and lower numbers in certain areas. Um, right now, our, we run two services. And so we have um, a nine o'clock service, which is a little bit smaller, um, mainly because people with kids kindergarten through fifth grade, you know, they're worn out from a weekend. And so um, some of our families come at nine o'clock. The nurse, the preschool area seems to get more families because those kiddos rise up early. But our 11 o'clock service is a little bit fuller. And then um, we're able to do, we started, um, I believe we're at 10 years, 12 maybe 12 years of doing a program called Kidventure Live. And so where a lot of churches do BBS in the summer, we run Kidventure Live. And so, um, and it, is, it isn't this little calm Sunday school type BBS either. It's huge. Yeah, it's very high energy. And 
early on, um, I wanted, which is how we got the name Kidventure, I wanted our kids to come and feel like they had an adventure with the Lord. They felt like they, um, it was something that they wanted to come to. It's something they were excited to come to, um, that we leveraged creativity for the sake of being able to teach them the gospel. And so, like I said, a lot of the kids that we get are not church. They, they maybe have a negative connotation with church. Maybe they are nervous about church. They've never been before. You know, they think it's the, you come sit, you be quiet. And so we've really turned all of that stuff upside down <laughs> to find out what kids are interested in, how we can get in their world, how we can, um, again, leverage creativity. We do lots of really creative, um, fun things to um, get kids to where they're interested and kind of use that as the hook to be able to share the gospel. And so, right, Adventure Live is, um, I always say it's like PBS on steroids. It's pretty crazy, um, but it's something that, um, we usually are around the 200 mark for KBL. And while, you know, for a mega church, that's nothing. You're talking about a town with a population of 1,500 people. So, you know, that's a pretty big deal for the kids in our area. Um, and then we, we've added, since the beginning, we've added preteen camp. And so my first year that we went to preteen camp, we had, um, I took one boy and one girl to camp. And we had to team up with another church mm -hmm. uh, as, you know, obviously you don't get your own cabin with one girl. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, at this point, um, we took 87 kids to preaching camp and the wow. only kids go to camp are third through fifth grade. So I'm only taking three grades to camp. Um, whereas, you know, some of like other camp ministries may take six or seven kids, like a high school, like a, youth ministry takes like seven, seven grade levels. So we're only taking three. We had 87 go to camp. We had to have, um, four cab, full cabins to be able to house our kids. We were the largest church at camp. And so it's just, it's very humbling to watch and just see what the Lord has done in, um, really a community that a lot of people would say you, you can't pull off children's ministry on a large scale or you can't there's no way you can reach that many kids you know you'd be lucky to have 10 kids or you know whatever and so we've um and it's not about numbers for me it's about um really impacting kids lives and letting them know that they are valuable somebody knows their name somebody knows their story somebody wants to enter into to their life and have a relationship with them um, you know, that the old saying of like, nobody knows, nobody cares what you have to say until they know that you care. And so we've really bought into that. Um, and so everything is created from the opening time to the end in every venue that we do to really create relationships with kids to where they, they're confident that somebody cares about them and that somebody loves them. Somebody wants to know their story. They can be real. They don't have to pretend. They don't have to give the church answers. We give them safe spaces to really explore those things and not push it, um, which, you know, may be different from other ministries. You know, I have been super careful that we have not uh, manipulated decisions and those kinds of things. We just want to let the Holy Spirit work and lay those things out and then let kids wrestle with it, not put pressure in that situation. So now I, there's a couple of things I want to point out. I do know that you guys do background checks on the people that work with your children. And so I applaud you on that. 
Um, have there been any stories through the years that have just gotten a hold of your heart and you just haven't been able to let them go and they just sink in and they keep you going and keep pushing you forward? Yeah, I mean, any, I mean, there's a lot of personal stories of, with kids that you've just seen um, struggle, you know, um, whether it be a family situation or whether it be that, you know, they're just struggling in their own, in their own walk. And so I can look back at certain kids and um, maybe for the average person, they were counted out, but to watch them, to the, watch them really, really grow and um, really succeed. Um, even, even as you see them as adults, um, I, I mean, I'm sure this one child would, wouldn't mind, but I mean, I had one kid who was terrified from the time she was super, super young. Fear was always something that crippled her and was always something that, you know, she would say, I want to do these things or whatever, but fear was something that crippled her and to watch her now, um, she's gone to camp with me. She's gone on a mission trip. She's got on an airplane. She's done those things. Those, those were things that before were never, were never a possibility. I mean, when I can think of a time a couple of years ago that we went to preteen camp and, um, a lot of the kids that we take to camp, um, can't afford to go to camp. It's not a priority necessarily for their families. Um, maybe their families can't afford it. Maybe their families aren't really even interested in the in the things of the Lord. But our goal is to get as many kids on that bus as we can, for the hope that um, one they have a great week, whether it be spiritual or not, that they have a great week. And if if they have a hard home life, that they've got a week, that they don't have to worry about that. Right. But two, we can leverage um, the spiritual and we can share that with them. And so I remember a couple of years ago we had a boy who just super, super tough life. Um, if you could write a sad story, I mean, he, he definitely had it, didn't have the funds to go, you know, we did, we do fundraisers and I mean, we're not going to let a kid not get on the bus. And so he went and we passed through Tyler on the way to camp. And he said, I've never left. I've never been anywhere further than Tyler. Wow. And so, well, you know, I mean, that was exciting. So on the way there, I was like, man, it's going to be a great week for him. And then as soon as he got off the bus at camp, which the camp that we go to is very outdoorsy, woodsy. It's not like you're going to New York City. Um, but for him, it was a huge deal. I mean, when we drive in, we go by the pool and we go by the swing and the zip line. And um, I mean, tears just started like streaming down his when he got off the bus, he kissed the ground. He was like, this has to be what heaven on earth is like. And I was just like, oh, like for him, that was a, that was a big, big deal. And so I think, you know, when you see, when you hear stories like that, or you see those things, you're like, okay, you know, that while it's camp and you can shrug it off as like, that's just camp. But I know that he'll always look back no matter where he's at, no matter if he stays in this area or what, that that was a positive um, point in his life you know that was something that when he looks back at who God is he's gonna think something's gonna go with a positive view of who God is because of that and so that's my goal is to lay those foundations in our ministry to where when the, when those kids are adults and they're telling stories they don't have a negative 
um, view of who God is or of who church is. It was something that they can look back and have positive and they can learn just some basic truths like, you know, God loves me. He wants to be my friend. He, you know, he cares that he genuinely cares about me and he has a plan for me and those, those things. And so those are, I think the most, like I could look back and say, oh, it was when we had this many kids show up to this or whatever. But to me, it's not um, about the numbers. It's about the, the life change and even like little life change. I mean, when you see um, kids that used to be in Kid Venture as a six, seven year old, and now they're serving as small group leaders, that's, to me, that that's impactful. That those are the things that I'll all that I guess keep me going. Those are the things that to me are the win. When you, um, we had a, a kiddo a couple of weeks ago, who just was really struggling with anxiety and, um, nervousness and just feeling wanting to be really introverted and not be around people not understanding why she was crying all the time it's just like you know just so many things that if we're all honest most of our kids or we see it in our kids and in this generation a lot and to watch another small group leader be able to say you know it's okay you don't have to put on a mask when you come in here you don't have to act like everything's okay when it's not you can be honest you can and so um, to watch them connect and then for that child to go home and tell her parent what the impact was and that parent to say, you know, this is, this is why this church is different because my kid can be real and then somebody can love, love on them where they're at. So those are the wins for me. Um, you know, even, even like Sunday, I have, I have one kid that's just a challenge. I haven't been able to meet, meet his need of, really how to engage him like I'm just still trying to learn like how, how do I reach him and not that he is having a bad time but like I just you know you feel like I'm, I'm just not there yet I haven't gotten it and um we we allow our kids to do everything back in Kidventure I mean they pretty much run the service and so um I had asked him if he wanted to do the computer and run the computer and the soundboard. And so one of my leaders was back there helping him. And like the pride when he left was just, I mean, he like wrote me this little thank you card and was just like, I can't, he's like, I just can't believe that I had that much value. Like I was a part of something. And so like, those are the wins for me, not what I guess some people would perceive as a win that you can write it down on a piece of paper and, you know, your success to you success is in the heart it's not in the numbers and that's one of the things I love about it um, for those interested in learning more about your student ministry where can they find you online so um, our church has a website it's called summitheightsfellowship.com for those listening and so it's s-u-m-m-i-t-h-e-i-g-h-t-s fellowship f-e-l-l-o-w-s-h-i-p com and when you click on there you can click on children and then um the first you know section is just all about the children's ministry and what to expect um you know what our vision is like you were talking about the background checks what our volunteers have to go through and how a service what a typical service looks like what check-in looks like i mean all of those things um and then there's a section for preteen camp that talks about all things preteen camp there's a section for kid venture live which is our um, summer program and so um there's lots of good resources on there it, um gives you an overview of the month and what we're teaching and those kinds of things. But, um, go ahead. Sorry. I thought you guys do a phenomenal job on reaching kids at their core. Um, so I want to 
praise you for that. And thank you for giving your heart to children and children's ministry. We also want to thank you so much for your time. Um, we have about two minutes left. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I will say that like early on in ministry, when we first started, um, because we didn't have people, <laughs> um, I was a very much a Lone Ranger. I did a lot of the um, writing. I did, I was you know, taught every day. And as the ministry has grown and as I've learned and grown as a leader, I've learned that you're only as strong as your team. And so, um, over the years, the kid venture team, my opinion is they're the best team at summit. Um, they put in the work, they, um, rarely get the recognition that, you know, that they deserve. A lot of times nobody has any idea what they go through on a Sunday morning. And those people, um, really make the difference because I there's no possible way that I can connect with kids that come in to KidVenture and so um, just that one-on-one -on -one time which is why we focus so much on small groups is so that we can have a small group of kids with a leader you know um, five to seven kiddos to where you can really get to know who those kids are and what their struggles are what what matters to them what um, you know what they're scared of what their fears are what they what they want to be when they grow up what their questions are about who God is and so I think um, small group ministry and our small group leaders is what makes KidVenture to me is what makes it um, successful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, like I said, for your time, because I know that your schedule is jam-packed, um, and I know that you have a lot that goes on, so I appreciate, you know, you giving us of your time, and I wanted to thank you for that. Thank you, Ashley, for joining us. Um, again, you can find them at www.summitheightfellowship.com under Children's Ministry, and I want to thank you for listening to The Journey is Real, where we talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of the heart. I'm C.J. Peterson of C.J. Peterson Writes. Dot com. Thank you, and until next time.